Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. All right, Dr. Rashi Batar joins me to kick off the week here of broadcast healing, advanced medicine, medicalrewind.com if you ever miss a show. Uh, Dr. Batar, you're in the, the dark, uh, I guess the steaming jungle of humidity and storms on the East Coast while I'm in the dry, hot, sunny desert of Arizona today. Well, I think that's probably pretty accurate. It is, it's not so, I mean, it is dark here, but it's, you know, like whenever it's the, uh, weather when you can kind of curl up and read a book and it's kind of raining outside it's kind of like that it's not okay not so dangerous that you're you're uh, avoiding tornadoes like dorothy and toto yeah actually i'm sitting in my office in my on my desk with my computer on and it's eight o'clock eight you know eight or whatever time it is here eight oh seven and uh yeah that's nice i'm by myself in my office Oh, well, this is the point. It's like my wife. I, I took off. My daughter's in uh, at camp, and she's just so happy. It's quiet. She gets all the work done since we moved into the new place, unpacking things. So uh, they'll, they'll leave you alone for now, other than the fact that we're not leaving you alone because we've got to do some advanced medicine together this evening. Uh, we're going to talk about the FDA painkillers getting new warnings, stronger warnings in a moment, but I want to bring you up to speed on not only SB 277, which we've discussed, the mandate without philosophical and religious exemption, but last hour we talked about uh, SB 797. Which would mandate the same for adults in California, and how outrageous this is in, in America. Uh, but uh, the political left, and it, right now I am going to pick on them. I pick on the political right occasionally too, so we balance it out. Have re- embraced a medical police state in California. It is a democratically controlled state, and uh, you know, say what you will about the divide, but in this case, anybody can be purchased. And in this case, Big Pharma has purchased the ent- entire state of California and all the people in it. Yeah, I can't believe that it actually passed. Um, it's amazing that the people, the, the governmental politicians that allowed this to pass, are they not aware that they and them, not only themselves, but their children and their progeny and families and such are going to be also, you know, held to the same accountability? I mean, you would think that people would have some component in their own brain of self-preservation and start thinking about, wait a second, if I pass this, then I'm going to have to suffer the consequences like everybody else's. In fact, they were talking about the guy, one of the senators that just basically got brought up on charges by the uh, U.S. Attorney General for I don't remember what the name what his name was, but basically some law he passed. Mm-hmm. He is now the um, victim of that law, if you want to call it a victim. Right, right. Yeah, short-sighted in that regard, and it's kind of uh, karmic retribution. But then again, we are talking about politicians, not the brightest folks on the planet (laughs) in terms of long view. Uh, And they will sell out to the highest bidder, as we know. That's kind of the nature or lack thereof of a politician. And as I said, we'll pick on anybody if you're a Republican, too. It doesn't matter to us if you're going to violate these principles. And that principle of individual liberty and individual rights and religious and spiritual freedom here, which they've run roughshod over in California, there's no excuse for this. Whether, uh, you know, if you were a libertarian doing this, of course, you wouldn't typically do that if you were libertarian. But uh, let's just say it, whoever you are, if you're going to run roughshod over these rights, we're going to call you out on it. Absolutely. And I think that that's a very, very... Uh, important point that we don't really care what the 
political stance of an individual, of an organization, of, a, of whatever it is, because we know, and most people know that, that are aware at least, that this is nothing more than an illusion. People get painted into a certain, in fact, I just thought of this, Robert, the way yeah. people get painted into a category as far as whether they're libertarian or Republican or Democrat, it's very similar to how modern medicine paints an individual when they have certain symptoms into a box that's a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, we've yeah, yeah, yeah. And we push that person, or that, uh, that, that symptomology of that person into a box, and then we label them that they've got this particular disease process. Whereas, in fact, it could be underlying, let's say, mercury toxicity, since we talk about a lot about mercury. We could have mercury toxicity that's causing cardiovascular disease. We know that, uh, according to the American Journal of Cardiology in 1999, Patients that died of idiopathic dilated cardiomyopathy had 22,000 times the safe level of mercury within the myocardium tissue. So that mm. person could be suffering from mercury toxicity, but then we've got another person with Alzheimer's who's also suffering from mercury toxicity. Same etiology, but because their symptomology is different, they get plugged into two different labels and get treated two different ways, both of which are non-effective because the underlying right. issue is not addressed. And this is, it can be t- directly um, brought back into the political arena, what we're talking about right now. Yeah, exactly. The whole idea of, of label identification. Um, you know, if you if you are understanding that you know you you come into this world alone, you go out that way. You don't go in or out with a group unless you know, uh, uh, God forbid, a bomb takes you out. But the point is, we have to live individually and and assess each of these uh, scenarios. Like you said, assessing the health of a patient. Do you blanket say, okay, this person shows up with cardiovascular disease, therefore it's a deficiency of a statin drug? Uh, of course not. But in many ways, we look at these gastrointestinal diseases, and the doctors are trained to look at it as a uh, deficiency of a proton pump inhibiting drug. Uh, so we've got boxes that are, are made by those who have control over a lot of the money, a lot of the power, and, of course, a lot of the, the written text in the medical schools as well that are out of date almost at the moment they're printed in. Yeah, that's, that's a very true statement. And I think we talked about this a few months back, but there was a great quote from um, my previous lab partner, and that was, he who controls the narrative mm-hmm. controls history. Or he, Thus he controls the, the future. So it's, it's exactly what you said. You know, the books are already outdated, but sometimes it, whatever's written in those books, it's not that it's outdated. It was never true in the first place, because whoever <laughs> controlled that information that went in the books was able right. to orchestrate whatever record that they wanted so that posterity would remember it a certain way. Yeah, well, exactly. And we've talked a lot about history. Go back and listen. We've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of advanced medicine together with Dr. Batar here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. You go to medicalrewind.com. It's the, the easiest way to reconnect to all of this. And, of course, the book is linked up, the international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. If you're new to this show or Dr. Batar, please pick up a copy of that. You'll learn a lot from his experience there as well. Uh, now, uh, in terms of uh, the FDA, you know, talking about a narrative, uh, there's a story about more, uh, increased funding for FDA and NIH, and I was not in favor of that because what they're doing with the funding right now is a disastrous and dangerous thing. Why would we think that more money would be better? Uh, but they've come out and said, uh, we've got to put stronger labels on heart attack and stroke risk due to painkillers that we approved. So the FDA approves it. Later on, they go, oh, man, it's killing people. Let's just put a stronger label on it. Yet if it were a dietary supplement that even was hinted at killing one person, much less giving them a hangnail, they would call for its withdrawal from the market. Yep, and this is, uh, you know, this is what happened with uh, things like ephedra, 
mm-hmm. and some of those other components. Very, very safe profile, relatively speaking, compared to drugs, whereas Vioxx mm-hmm. killed 55,000 people before they were to pull it off the market. So it is a very, very skewed methodology that they use and um, an unfair way. But, but this is good that they're finally recognizing the importance of uh, labeling some of these drugs that, are, you know, that have significant downsides. Yeah, well, I, I remember the cartoon. I, I don't know if this might have been on Natural News. Mike Adams did a lot of cool cartoons. He's, it was a warning label on a medicine, and it said, warning, FDA-approved drug, period. That was it, warning, yeah. FDA-approved drug, which yeah, right, is really right, the... So, because this is exa- my patients actually say the same thing. They were asking me about why is it the DMPS, dimercaptopropanosulfonate, which is a, uh, the key chelator for mercury, why is it that that is not... Uh, readily available as a drug from the stores, whereas chemate, which is succinate, is available, which pulls supposedly, um, you know, DMSA is uh, uh, over-the-counter that you can buy for, they say, mercury, lead, whatever. And patients were asking, Mm -hmm. why is it that DMSA is, I've told them that DMSA is, we can go into the biochemistry later, but DMSA is really considered neurotoxin in certain parts of the world, and it inhibits uh, the uh, FADH2 in the electron transport chain, further inhibiting the ATP production. So it's it's not a good thing to use. It's not a, it's not true, truly a chelator because the body doesn't see it as inert. A true chelator goes in the body, comes out the same way, just bound to metals. Whereas DMSA is not that way. The body actually utilizes it. And so the patients were asking me, well, why is it that DMSA is is allowed to be bought over the counter and DMPS is not? You know, in fact, you can't even buy it with a prescription. You have to go through a compounding pharmacy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I said, well, this is the reason because anything that the FDA approves or says is safe, you need to be, be very, very cautious. And the patient that I was talking to was actually the parent of a ch- uh, child that had autism. They're attorneys, both mother and father attorneys. And they were saying, wait mm-hmm. a second, let me get this straight. The, uh, the FDA approves thimerosal to go in there, and then the FDA approves uh, DMSA for over-the-counter. And I said, that's exactly right. They said, that's enough for us to know that we should never use DMSA. They, they don't need to know anything <laughs> else. They didn't need to do the biochemistry. They didn't need to know anything else. They just need to know that, wait a second, the same body that said this stuff is safe, meaning mercury, uh, you know, thimerosal, yeah. also said this drug is safe to remove it, which, of course, we oh, know my. it's not. And this goes back to Einstein's definition that you cannot cre- create a solution from the same mindset that created the problem in the first place. Right. That's insanity if you think you can. Uh, the warning applies to brand names including Celebrex, Advil, Naproxen, Aleve, and Depro. Those are just a few of the names that are out there. Uh, we've got an epidemic of addiction to these kind of things that maybe not be considered so addicting like a narcotic, but yet the chronic use, which is, you know, honestly, it's like people take these things like they're candy, pretending that they don't have these bad effects, but now they're upping the ante and saying there's a real risk of increased heart attack and stroke with these over-the-counter drugs, and some of them are still available only by prescription. Yeah, th- these drugs are, again, they're in the same category. These are all the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and these are the same uh, drug classification as Vioxx, mm-hmm. which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Same issue, and this, that killed 55,000 people before they took it off the market. Right, the and there's so many. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I was just saying that there's so many other ways to go. A lot of them we've talked about, but we can always bring them up again. Things that we can utilize to reduce inflammation and pain without resorting to things that can give you a stroke or a heart attack. In fact, Robert, people can just get on the internet and Google it, and you'll find so many other natural ways of reducing inflammatory the inflammatory cascade. Mm-hmm. 
Paging Dr. Google, I know that upsets some people, but uh, we like the free flow of information here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Dr. Rasha Bittar is my co-host each and every Monday as we go outside the box. No, that's with Ty Bollinger on Wednesdays. That'll be there. But here we go, Advanced Medicine. And MedicalRewind.com is the easy website to access the archives. Of course, GCN carries them. Natural News Radio has them. UK Health Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of those places. And Epic Times, our good friend Jerry Doyle. When we come back, we'll talk about the HPV vaccine, more side effects being acknowledged. Also, uh, rough play. Is it riskier than heading a soccer ball? That's interesting. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hello, this is Jonathan Wagner. We have an internet website, www.choosetobehealthy.com, that carries many of the products discussed on Robert's show, including the 100% whole food chromium and selenium, silica, as well as sovereign silver and Nordic naturals. Choosetobehealthy.com features the Rolls-Royce of probiotics. It's Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Dr. O'Hara, a world-renowned microbiologist, formulated a unique probiotic that blends ancient Japanese fermentation methods with 21st century technology. No refrigeration is needed. Dr. Hira's probiotics contains the strongest lactic acid bacteria known to man based on scientific laboratory research. 6.25 times stronger. Quite simply, it works and works very well. So go to our website, www.choosetobehealthy.com or call us toll-free, 866-424-1077. That's 866-424-1077. We're here to help. Bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. And having a good time along the way with my good friend, uh, Dr. Rashid Bittar, Advanced Medicine each and every week. And, of course, we're broadcasting live from Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, Arizona. It's hot, but I can handle it. It's okay. My liver is strong. The liver is strong with this one, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Dr. Bizarro, welcome back, my friend. we we got to talk about this HPV shot. It, it's a disaster if there ever was a disaster. The targeting of uh, uh, teenage and preteen girls uh, for a potential cervical cancer that may or not happen 20 or 30 years down the road based on causation that is highly suspicious of the HPV even causing this cancer. And yet in England now, the BBC is reporting that they're actually going to review the safety of the shot after it's been out for many years because it's just getting too plain too obvious that these girls are dropping like flies after getting a series of shots here. Yeah, there was a website that I don't know what the name of the website is, Robert, you might know, but they have over 3,000 cases now listed of young girls that have been uh, injured oh, by... Oh, yes. Sanevax. Sanevax.org. They've been following it almost since the beginning. They've been doing a, an incredible job of alerting even governmental regulatory bodies. In Japan, they got it pulled from the uh, schedule there. Uh, so, yeah, that group is doing amazing work, but it, it's amazing now that they're actually admitting that there's a there's a real problem here. But then again, isn't this interesting that while the problem is going on and while they're studying it, they're not saying to girls, oh, don't get the shot. Keep going. Pretend nothing's going on. We'll let you know later. Where's the precautionary principle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's really amazing that um, 
that Japan actually did do that, that pulled, uh, you know, some of these vaccines off. That, that in itself, that's a major, major uh, political entity that decided to go away from the Bible of the U.S. because everybody seems to think that the U.S., whatever the U.S. does, they must do it. I, I never realized how prominent that sentiment is, that everybody needs to follow the U.S.'s uh, methodology in medicine. So if they say vaccines, everybody wants to follow the vaccines until I was in the Middle East. And I just realized they think that anything that the U.S. does is the gospel. It's, it's, it's the wow. only way. To, for Japan to actually pull away from that, um, that was very impressive to me. Yeah, well, it became so obvious what was happening to the girls there. We know South Korea uh, is absolutely... It's obvious here. It's obvious here, but they're still doing it. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, the thing is, there's so much money, and just like in California, the ability to buy off politicians and have them look the other way, people have sold out their own people for, you know, a bunch of shekels since time immemorial. I mean, it's written right into the the historical text known as the Bible. We know about these things. It's not new. People think, oh, it's different now. It's the 21st century. It's like, no, humans are still doing the stupid things that humans do. Uh, you know, I remember that uh, uh, the slide I use in my PowerPoint presentation, I'll probably use it tonight when I do the thing where the earth is wearing a T-shirt and it says, I'm with stupid with an arrow pointing to the human. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. So HPV, human papillomavirus, women will clear it of their own accord if they have a functioning immune system. We've talked about the use of silver hydrosol even intravaginally because it stops viral replication. I don't even think it's often necessary unless a woman is severely compromised. But uh, there are so many ways to modulate the immune system that HPV is not something that's going to take over the body of these girls. Absolutely. It's a self-limiting type of an issue. And, um, And then, of course, it's even more preposterous to start to vaccinate prophylactically the boys because they may come in contact with girls that have HPV. I mean, that's that's the mm-hmm. the last year or two they've been pushing that agenda. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, absolutely incredible. Oh, by the way, Super Don posted a picture of Dr. Dan Koontz. Nice, nice man here. Uh, you can check it out in the in the Facebook post. Uh, we get to meet great gifted healers that have a good heart, you know, and that's what heartens me when I travel around the world, around the country, that despite all the bad news out there, as you see, Dr. Batar, you meet with good people that are sincerely committed to making a better change to take us out of this collectivist mindset. And the more people that get on board and more people start seeing the truth, slowly we can make that shift. In fact, I believe that if enough people, if you had enough, enough momentum, Robert, um, you could probably have enough power to sh- shift the rotational axis of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> which, may, which may be happening uh, with some of the crazy stuff that's going on, like glow-in-the-dark uh, lamb in the French, uh, on the French uh, plates. That could have caused a, a rupture in the time-space continuum. The French don't take kindly to GMO lamb. I, I actually have not heard that story. Is that one of the stories you're supposed to cover today? Yeah, we covered it last hour. I had to mention it because it's bizarre. Hey, glow-in-the-dark lamb, GMO lamb. No, no, the French say no. Uh, but somehow it ends up there anyway. Hey, we've got lots more to do. We'll talk food, uh, maybe a little bit more about the vaccine mandates in California and the nation of Islam joining the battle against forced vaccination on children. What about adults? It's Advanced Medicine Monday here on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Rasha Vitar. Check out all the links at robertscottbell.com. Back after this. The revolution will be broadcast. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. 
All right, links are up in the show notes at robertscabell.com today and Wednesday. Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, Arizona. Come down and see us. Uh, Dr. Dan Kuntz is hosting us, really nice man, and uh, his own right a gifted healer, helping out so many people here. Uh, tomorrow I'll be at the New Life Health Center in Tucson, Arizona. Again, 4 to 6 Pacific, live broadcast. Thursday in Chandler, Arizona, at Nature's Health Shop with two P's and an E, the old-fashioned shop. And right now we got Dr. Batar, and it is advanced medicine. I want to go back to the mandated vaccines. Dr. Batar, are you with me? I am. Okay. Now, the issue out in California was interesting because I, I've been saying this for a, a lot of years, and you know Dr. Brian Hooker, Professor Hooker, who's been talking about the particular risks associated with the uh, uh, MMR shot and autism uh, with African-American boys. And some of the stats coming out of CDC, William Thompson admitted they co- kind of covered up and suppressed, indicated that if the, if uh, African-American child, boy particularly, was given the MMR shot on time or early, their risk was extraordinarily higher for autism. And I said, when is the African-American or black community of America going to speak out and say, we will not be a Tuskegee experiment again? And I, and I thought, this, you know, this is just getting just ridiculous that they believe in government and it's here to protect them. It's attacking them. And finally, we heard from uh, RFK Jr. and Brian Hooker and, and, and those folks that have been doing good work and the, the documentary Trace Amounts About Mercury that Eric Gladen put together, and they reached out, RFK Jr. reached out to uh, um, the Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan, and they came on board, and they said, this cannot stand. This cannot stand. Now, recognize the controversies. We try to focus on things where we have alignment with folks, whether they have different beliefs in other areas or not, but I thought this was a great, great time that we can cross bridges of divides and come together for a very important purpose, and that is not only protecting children but adults from these dangerous experimental medicines. Well, you're absolutely right, Robert, and this is uh, something that is specifically, uh, this is not just a caution, this is something specifically that's affecting the African-American community more so based upon Dr. Hooker's exposure of that data where uh, I think it's almost, what, fourfold higher incidence in the black population simply because of the lower socioeconomic population getting inundated with more vaccinations. Isn't that, yes. Was that the right number, four times? Well, it, yeah, I think it was three to four times. It was a very significant number over, uh, you know, the white boys and, and others. Uh, there may have been some indication for Hispanics as well, but primarily in the African-American community. And as I said, there's a history, a long history of the U.S. government not only persecuting but outright experimenting upon uh, uh, minorities in this case. And I'm thinking, why have they just kind of given a pass? Why? Because the Democrat controls the, the White House? I mean, come on. It's way beyond color and, and, and ethnic or origin. The, the government is not your friend in this case. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not. And I think the good thing is, Robert, now people are realizing the government is not their, their, uh, their friend. They, you can't say what you could say 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Trust us through the government. And this comes back to our founding fathers again, some of the messages that the, that a people should not be afraid of their government. The government should be afraid of the people. Mm-hmm. And obviously those are not the circumstances right now. There are more people that are afraid of the government. The government has no fear of people. The government runs uh, runs over people because they're looked at as nothing more than uh, you know fodder. Mm. So I... I I think that we are getting better and better positioned as a nation. We, I think we're getting better positioned as a world society. And, uh, and awareness is the key. And that how do you get more aware? You, you become empowered with knowledge. And that's exactly what we're doing. So I'm 
really, really grateful that I have an opportunity to be able to do this with you every week. Absolutely. And, and by the way, interesting, I just got, got on the air here, and someone came to me and handed me a book called The County Sheriff America's Last Hope by Sheriff Richard Mack, and you've referred to that yep. before. And yep, Richard, yep. Ri- Richard may be appearing with me because I'm going to be in Chandler on Thursday, and I may have him live on the air with me from a health food store out there, which uh, I think I'm very excited to connect with Richard Mack. I haven't seen Sheriff Mack in a few years, uh, so this should be a, actually a terrific uh, uh, Thursday broadcast it's shaping up to be. Oh, that sounds awesome. Get a copy yeah. of his book autographed because I, I, uh, I am a big, big uh, fan of his. Absolutely. In fact, if I see him, I will ask uh, uh, one for you as well. Hopefully he'll have a copy for us both, uh, but that'll be great. So, a- again, I come back to the divide, the artificial divide, the divide that's kind of orchestrated from above. It comes back to what you said originally about the box that we are put in. You're left, you're right, you're Democrat, you're Republican, you're Nation of Islam, you're Jewish, you're this, you're that. And people fall for it, and they're divided by those pulling the puppet strings. And what we're seeing here with this alignment and looking at the damage that's happening to children through vaccinations or what's happening in California, I think it is awakening the, awakening the sleeping giant to say we can put aside our differences and recognize what we're really here to defend, what we're really here to protect as opposed to what the artificial construct says we're supposed to be doing. Because the children are our future. I mean, that's actually a song, I think, but the point <laughs> is that they really are. It, it's our gener- when, if we don't take care of our future generations, we're basically contributing to the demise of the human species. And that is something that nobody is really looking at from the opposition side when we talk about the vaccination aspect. We are dumbing down the population with vaccines. We know that. But as I've talked to you before, Robert, and I've actually presented this data, I haven't proven it yet, but I believe that the polymorphism that is occurring in, in the children that have autism, I think that is actually occurring in the same allele that defines raw cognitive ability, meaning the, the polymorphism, that the raw cognitive ability aspect is on the same pathway or same allele that actually defines this, uh, the, the impaired detoxification pathways. It's almost like it's been genetically predisposed or, or the selection process, whoever did this, whoever orchestrated this, knew that these vaccines would cause damage to the brightest among our offspring and would name them to prevent human evolution, to prevent advances in science and technology. I know this sounds like, you know, the ultimate in conspiracy, but I'm telling mm. you, the smartest kids, I've got kids when we get them better, when we get them back, they, I mean, these kids can do, they've never been taught math, and they're doing complicated electrical and, ma- and mechanical engineering, and they've never even been taught how to read or write, and they're on computers doing things that nobody could figure out. I've got children that can spell before they could actually talk. We've got children mm. that you know, artistically and musically are so gifted. So I believe that this uh, problem that we're dealing with right now and the reason that everybody is circumventing mm-hmm. their differences and looking forward is because the children themselves, they recognize that it, that is the, the future of the human race. If we don't do something now in the next generation too, we're going to be going straight down the toilet. Yeah, if they wanted to target control of the the population, of course, to target and control the children before they even have an opportunity to become individuals, to think clearly for themselves, that would be a, a sinister plot or plan. And whether it actually is or not, it's you know, in evidence is the actual manifestation of that. So you have to start winding it backwards and saying, was it intentional? Not that it would change our viewpoint in terms of what we want to do to correct it, but it becomes a, a situation where you begin to trust less the authoritarians who would say, we know what's best for you, just do what we say. 
And remember that those that would question, well, of course, it certainly can't be something that was planned. Watch the movie that came out in 1990, I think 1994, yeah. uh, with Bruce Willis called Mercury Rising. The name of the movie is Mercury Rising, about an autistic child who breaks the national security code, and, and the government is after him trying to kill him. So just watch the movie, and now then you tell me why that, is it yeah. that in 1994, that was 20, 21 years ago that movie came out, and it is actually what is happening today. I mean, that's what I believe. Um, not maybe the government going after the kids, but the government certainly trying to prevent the information from being out there about the, about the, the detriments caused by vaccination. But again, watch that movie and then you tell me, you know, did somebody have that plot? Yeah, well, who yeah, who writes these scripts? Where do they get them? And we know, for instance, the CDC has consultants out in Hollywood to guide these television shows and movies into perspectives on drugs or vaccines in ways that are honoring to their viewpoint that they want to impose through the entertainment industry. Uh, Julie Gerberding, remember her, she left after X number of years uh, loving on all of Merck's vaccines and was gifted with a very cushy job to head their vaccine division, which I think is a $5 billion division, after leaving the CDC. Yep, yep, that's true. But see, Robert, the problem is that that was, that was uh, 21 years ago that, orca- that, that that movie came out, and it wasn't actually favoring the CDC's viewpoint. It was actually like somebody else trying to tell the general public uh, give us a warning, almost. Right. Counter to that point. Hey, I've and got Ger- an email. Gerberding, e- I guess, got the, the email that I sent you about Gerberding, right? Yeah, I just saw that here. This is interesting. Do you think I can read a little bit of this on the air? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm sure Dr. Burnhoff wouldn't mind. Dr. Burnhoff actually is a liver pancreatic surgeon who converted. is an environmental uh, doctor now. Deals with mercury. I actually uh, treated uh, some of his family members, and he came through the uh, our training program, our medical training program. And uh, he's been one of my um, my followers and, and uh, supporters for a long time. So he just sent me that email today. Yeah, this is interesting. He, Dr. Uh, Bernhoff was a resident with Julie Gerberdink at UCSF. Is that you, you, California, San Francisco? Yep. All right. And she and he says it. If you want a little bit of backstory of why we've never been so nice to Julie Gerberding, she's never deserved niceness based on her behavior. Uh, Julie was, according to him, Julie was really arrogant and thought surgeons were stupid. <laughs> uh, never mind, most of us were AOA. What does AOA mean in this in this uh, statement? It's an honorary. Uh, it's an honorary organization for uh, for the. Uh, in the medical profession, there's an honorary fraternity, if you will, and that's what they talked about. For the smarter ones. So she thought that they were, yeah. not, they were not smart, yet they were AOA. Uh, and uh, let's see, he only got one B in med school. That's it? Wow, all A's, pretty good. And so one day he says he phoned Julie for a medical consult, a medicine consult. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess this, this is a play on this. Uh, I, I, he said to her, I can never remember. Is it feed a fever and starve a cold or vice versa? And then she hung up on him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. So she knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so arrogant arrogant to the bone. That was uh, uh, what she brought with her. And she's playing it out as she's harming the, na- the world's children uh, through Merck vaccinology. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the good thing is that if there is such a concept as heaven and hell, yeah, and there are some people that are going to uh, that are are going to be burning in the eternal flame if there's such a thing. Obviously, you know I, I'm not 
twice. Yeah, that, well, I'm, I'm saying you think it's hot here in hell. Check out the Julie Gerberding section out back, right? Just yeah. for her. Just for her. Yeah. Off it. Yeah. They've got a room waiting for off it, too. All right. Stick around. we got one more segment to wrap up the show today. We're going to talk about our kids. Rough housing, playing soccer, doing karate, boxing, whatever. Is rough play riskier than heading a soccer ball? When we come back, also some arnica all the way around for everybody in case you do get an injury. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The information is so good. It requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, before I forget, I want to thank Dr. Dan Koontz for hosting us here at Healthy Habit Health Foods. We'll be back on Wednesday when we go outside the box with Ty Bollinger. Yes, indeed. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Very, very nice host for us here. And uh, Dr. Batar, as always, what a great show. What great discussion. We've got another segment here to wrap it up, though. You have kids, very active boys, and I've got a boy and a girl very active as well. We were so active that we wonder how we survive childhood sometimes. Uh, an article here about soccer, you know, kids into soccer. The World Cup just happened. The U.S. women won. It was exciting. Uh, evidently, they're concerned about head injuries in soccer. You know, heading the ball was bad enough. Now they're saying people are heading other heads. <laughs> that's a problem. Well, Robert, that's not, that doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that, yes, you have one skull hitting another skull. It's going to be a problem. But what I find most interesting is that they're, this study that came out, why don't we talk about things that are really causing damage mm-hmm. rather than kids being kids? You know, again, this is that, that part of the distraction thing we were talking about. Yeah. You're, they're naming kids by giving them vaccines, but, hey, let's talk about their head injury from right. playing games. You know, one out of, uh, I don't know, one out of what, 50, one out of 100 may end up, hitting a head, which is going to end up happening. You don't have to be playing soccer to have a head injury. You can be playing football. You can be, you know, sitting and reclining in a chair and falling backwards. You could be pulling a, uh, riding a motorcycle or a moped or... Or, 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 know, or, te- or, or texting and walking. It's become a national pastime. Yeah, exactly. You know, walking <laughs> into doors, martial arts. Right. You know, especially wear headgear to protect them. But it's part and parcel of growing up, and everybody's been doing it. We've been doing it for, for tens of thousands of years. And, uh, you know, Boys and pretty much, I'm sure all all times have roughhoused and played whatever kind of games and had injuries. Why are we talking about this? Why do we need to study to talk about the importance of this? We know that intuitively. Why don't right. we talk about the things that are really causing problems? Sure. And, and Dr. Batar, think about a head injury like an acute concussion, which you know can be tragic. Of course, we know, but we do have remedies: homeopathics, uh, arnica montana, uh, natrum sulfuricum, that can do wonders in reversing acute damage. But when you talk about the chronic damage, it's, it's sure that can be acute e- exposure with vaccines to mercury. But chronic accumulation—it's uh, devastating. Trying to recover from that is way more complicated. Oh, absolutely. So. A boxer who gets, keeps on getting hit in the head, yes, that's going to be a problem. But an athlete who gets hit in the head once or twice, you know, throughout his whole career, that's not a, a major issue. Now, if you're talking about the NFL, you know, there's less elasticity. As we get older, we get we're, there's more impact. But as kids, you know, we're mostly cartilage. I mean, hell, I've seen kids fall out of a, a one-story building, two-story building, 
four-year-old kid bouncing, like not break anything inside of him. You know, had some bruises, but that was it. So kids are more resilient. Um, we, we need to also discuss when a person has a head injury, you know, these are usually self-limiting things. The only time you actually end up doing something, I've had it happen all the time where people don't realize I'm at my son's you know, martial arts tournament or at a basketball game, somebody gets hit and, you know, in the head and everybody's worried, oh, we got to send him to the hospital. What's the hospital going to do? This is what they're going to do. They're going to ask one question. If the, if the ER doc's halfway decent, he's going to ask one question. Was there loss of consciousness? If there was not loss of consciousness, then you basically send the child home with uh, orders to the parents, wake him up every hour, every two hours, make sure he's okay. If he starts vomiting or anything like that, then you know, get him back to the hospital. Otherwise, that's it. If there was loss of consciousness, then you're going to do a CT scan. And that's it. So when you have a concussion, how do you treat a concussion? Bed rest. It is a self-limiting issue. But when you talk about mercury assault through vaccination. That is not, that is yeah. not a self-limiting issue. Right. And that's what should be front and center headline and more studies after more studies coming out. Instead, they, the government, the Gerberdings of the world fighting it, claiming that we are a conspiratorial and claiming that there's any relationship between vaccines and autism or anything within the spectrum. And, of course, the news media continues to attack people like Jim Carrey, who dare to bring up uh, the issue of mercury and vaccines. And, of course, accusing him of, of being an anti-vaxxer when he's simply asking about the safety issue. As we've said many times, and it's been said many times, I'll say it again. If you are concerned about the safety of automobiles, it doesn't make you anti-car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good point, Well, well with that, Dr. Batar, another Advanced Medicine Monday in the proverbial camp. <laughs> but I appreciate you so much. Uh, I got more to do. It's still sunny out here in the desert. So until next week, Dr. Batar, thank you, my friend. And you know what we got to tell the folks. You know it. The power is yours. (laughs) All right. See you tomorrow. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.